It is the Chicagoverse Unlimited podcast featuring interviews with the premier artists and industry in the Chicago music community. My name is Haima Black. I host this podcast at ChicagoverseUnlimited.com. This week, talking with Davey Carlson of Famous Like You. Here's how that sounds. Haima Black on the line with Davey Carlson from Famous Like You. How are you doing, man? I'm doing great, man. It's, uh, it's good to talk to you. You too, man. I, you know, you and I have actually known each other for a number of years now, really, at this point, right? Yeah, it's been uh, it's been a little while. I'd say probably at least, and what maybe four, three, five, four or something yeah, like something like that. So um, lots of stuff going on, and I've gotten to see you guys, you and and the band really grow. So you know, we're going to be talking about some of that in this interview today. But uh, how are you doing? How's everything been for you? Uh, everything's been great. Um, just really staying busy after we uh, after we released the record. You know, just about, about a week ago on iTunes and. Um, so we've just had a million things to do, you know, in, in relation to that. And um, so it's just really kind of kept me on my toes. Yeah, man. And, you know, the new record, uh, it's called Wild and Free. And that just came out, uh, I think you said last week, right? I mean, it, it just hit yeah. recently. So last, uh, last Tuesday was the, the release on iTunes. And then actually um, our we, we did a show right before that, probably about a week and a half before that, at the Subterranean for our, like, actual physical CD release show, so. Yeah. Well, you know, let's talk a little bit about kind of the history of the record, because there's definitely, like, a really cool story there, I think. You know, but one thing I wanted to ask about, because I've kind of seen it referred to as both, um, you know, in different places, is this an EP, or is it a full-length? Because it's seven songs, so it kind of, like, can kind of fall on either side of that fence. Yeah, I, you know, I don't remember what the official uh, <laughs> classification is and sure. when, you, when you bridge the gap between EP or LP, but yeah. for some reason it strikes me as, I think it's like nine songs, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I think it's EP up until eight. Okay. Don't quote me because I don't want to get I don't <laughs> want to get crucified for that, but um, I'm pretty sure it's, it's up to eight that it's EP. But yeah, so so seven we're still in EP world. So you don't, yeah, you don't want to say the wrong thing and have the indie police come after you. Right, exactly. Like, <laughs> no, no, it's eight. And right. Be real, real bad. Yeah. Um, well, you know, something cool. The record it was funded through Kickstarter, correct? Yes. Yes, it was. Um, yeah, it was kind of a. It was a lengthy process, mostly because when we, you know, when we first set up the, the Kickstarter project, um, we, the studio that we record at was being completely remodeled, and we were actually under the impression we were going to be in the studio probably about a half a year before we actually got in the studio. Um, and it was, you know, it was no, no fault of anyone's, but the way that it was getting remodeled, it was just like, they're adding this room and they're adding basement and it, you know, and it, it turned out great. So, I mean, it's all for the, it's all for the best, but we probably got in there about, you know, six, at least six months or so after we originally thought we were going to be in there. Yeah. You know, that was one of the things I wanted to ask about because, you know, when I was looking at the Kickstarter, I noticed that it was completed at the end of like 2011, I think. And I was like, man, like, you know, what's the story between that gap there between the end of 2011 and then the record coming out in, like, kind of early, mid-2013. So it sounds like you kind of, like, answered that question a little bit. But I was I was definitely curious about that window of time, because it seemed like there was a large kind of gap between the, the completion of the campaign and then the record dropping. Yeah, we, we uh, I think we, we did it at the uh, end of the summer of 2011, 
um, right, right around that time anyway, or, or mid-2011, and, and the Kickstarter actual project ended around that time. Um, and then by the time we were able to get into the studio and actually, you know, really start recording tracks, um, it was, it was January and, um, you know, the, the process was lengthy. Uh, I think, I think I spent about six months or so going back and forth from, um, from the studio. So, uh, but it was, you know, it was just in order to make everything perfect and, you know, for it to come out exactly the way I wanted it. And, and then, of course, we had the time after that where it was, you know, let's let's see what we're, where we can send it, what we can do with it, kind of sit on it for a little bit, not rush the release and all that kind of stuff. So, Yeah, well, I mean, you know, are you, it's, it kind of sounds like you are, are you a bit of a perfectionist in the studio? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, when, when we record things, I mean, it's, it's first of all, it's all over the place. I don't, I don't think I do anything the same as anyone else that goes into that studio in terms of, you know, the order that it's recorded, but like the way that he actually, you know, works with me. And, um, basically after every session, you know, we'll, we'll bounce what we did. And I'm, and I'm, and I'm you know, in that time I'm constantly listening over and over and over on, you know, th- this car stereo or that radio or this CD player or whatever, whatever kind of speakers I can. Right. Just in order to get, you know, a, a feeling for what needs to go up and what needs to go down. And, you know, it's, it's a, it's a long process and it's like a, a nitpicking process, but I mean, in the end, it's, it's, it's worth the, the time and the effort that it takes for sure. Well, you know, I mean, I think that it's important to pay attention to how a record's going to sound too on different platforms, you know, because there are so many different ways that people are listening to music now. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, whether it's, you want to make sure that it sounds good, you know, through, in an iPhone, if you're going to stand there on the street and play it to Joe Schmo with the Starbucks walking down and you're like, hey, you sure. hear this. You also want to make sure that if you're in, you know, like a, some sort of car that's, you know, high end and it's 2013 and you're connecting to the stereo with your Bluetooth, you know, you need a cord anymore. You want to make sure that, you know, the, the record sounds the way you want it to. And, you know, it, the best the best thing when we were recording, I think, was that Dan and our band has a, a relatively new car. It's 2012, and, it's, and the speaker system is, I mean, it's incredible for just a standard car speaker system with no, you know, aftermarket stuff. And um, basically, between that and then every other, um, every other, you know, iHome or whatever else we're listening to it on, um, we got to hear it from each other, the Spectrum, and his car, which just sounded incredible, like a lot better than it sounded in my car, so... Yeah. Well, something I thought was really interesting as well when I was looking at the Kickstarter page, too, was that you had two backers who contributed $300 or more, which gives um, the house party option, uh, where you guys would perform at someone's house. Did anyone actually take you up on that? Yeah. Basically what happened was one of the people um, we were able to do it for fairly quickly, um, and we told the other person... At the time, because one of one of the girls actually gave us like four hundred dollars, which just even exceeded the uh, the amount. And I was like, and I wish there was something else, you know, that we could offer. And I was like, maybe you know, I can possibly think of something to do um, in order to just express some sort of gratitude for for that much money. But um, uh, yeah, the other girl <clears throat> at the time we had said, you know, we're um, I don't remember when it was or, or what exactly she said, but 
may have done while recording. And I was like, oh, well, we have this and this coming. It'll probably be easier, like, after we're done recording to, you know, for you to plan it. And that way we, we have, like, you know, new songs that you can hear and, like, all that kind of stuff. But, um, you know, we've, we've played numerous house parties in the past. And uh, it's always a fun thing because it's, it's cool to take people's parents and, you know, some of those people, like, either still come to shows or the parents come to shows or the parents <laughs> want to buy albums and stuff like that. And yeah. So it's good and you can not only hook them in, but hook in, you know, the, the people that are probably bringing them to the show, too. So. Yeah, I think, I mean, I always have four more fun at house parties um, when I'm watching a show. Like, um, you know, just going to someone's loft, going to someone's place and seeing a band there. There's, it, it you know... It's got a different energy than, like... I mean, there's a ton of great concert halls in Chicago, but there's something kind of cool about seeing it at someone's house. Yeah, no, it's, it's definitely it's definitely different. Um, and, you know, for, for things like we've played, where it's like we've played graduation parties or, you know, Sweet 16 parties or just just whatever. I mean, there's been there's been birthday parties. I mean, anything. And um, any time that we've played them, you know, it's like we're, we're going to sit there for, like, about an hour or so and play, and we're playing covers or playing our own songs and and you know there's it's not like a regular show where you have you know a whole bunch of people there and you're just going boom 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 song to song you don't have like a you know 30 minutes that you have to cram a set into so it's like in between songs you have to know how to kind of interact with people and you know sometimes it's really fun and, and you just get like really random things going on in the middle of, of songs and stuff and it's just it's a totally different animal <laughs> Let's talk about the record itself, uh, Wild and Freaks. One of the things that you notice right away is that there's some really, really big hooks on the record. It's, it's a very, like, you know, it's not afraid to be big and, and hooky and poppy. You know, it's an unabashed record. Um, and it's really no secret that you're kind of a big fan of pop, right? Absolutely. I, um, I'm... I'm quite the advocator. I usually, you know, I'm constantly listening to the radio and, and current um, current music and like top forty and stuff like that. So, um, you know, I like to I like to kind of have influences from everywhere, whether it's like you know an artist I really like or what's current, and I guess I can take pieces of songwriting from everywhere that I possibly can. So, yeah, I'm I'm definitely a big fan of pop music. Well, something else I heard too is you know the pop didn't surprise me, but Kind of almost sounds, and tell me if I'm off base here. Almost sounds like there's like a country influence in the songs as well. Is that part of the mix, or am I just hearing things? Um, no, I mean, I uh, in some of it, yeah, there definitely is. Um, I uh, I do enjoy country quite a bit as well, and um, you know, like a couple of the songs, I was like, you know, it, it's it's not really afraid to be that. You know, there's a little bit of um, a little bit of a feel in some of them. There's uh, there's harmonica or, um, you know, just, just little, little things that kind of remind you of it without being, without being twangy and without having fiddles and all that kind of stuff. But, you know, it's just, it's just bits and pieces that are kind of familiar to with, you know, what, what like pop country kind of sounds like. Yeah. No, I dig it, man. I think it's, it's a really cool and unique sound. I think it really helps you guys stand out and do something different too. Yeah, no, I, uh, I would agree with that. And, um, you know, not only that, but I, I feel like some of the songs explored almost a, um, like a, a groovier R&B kind of feel too. It's like I, I just kind of wanted to do something that was, you know, not so not so limited, so that you know you could sit there and listen through the album and and not get bored because every song sounds the same. You could kind of listen through and be like, oh, this is memorable because 
memorable because this, or this one's memorable because it does that, you know? Yeah. Kind of brings me to my next question, which is how has the the songwriting and the sound of the band evolved from when you guys were a kidnap in color, which is the name of the band, you know, um, maybe about two, three years ago, and then you guys changed to Famous Like You. So kind of how has the the sound and, and approach to the songs and songwriting changed, you know, during that time and with the name change? Well, um, back in in the uh, in the days when our band used to be called the Kidnapped in Color, I think that, um, you know, right off the bat when, when we kind of established a sound, I guess, um, it was very... Uh, what's, the, what's a good word? It was kind of. It was a little darker. Um, it was very dance, pop, rock-ish. But um, eventually, as the as the band went on, I started writing, uh, I guess, a different kind of songs, and it was getting harder and harder to stay in that very specific sound and genre. And um, I don't know. I mean, towards <clears throat> towards the end of it, I had I had written. Um, you know, more songs that were in major keys and a little bit, you know, on the opposite side of the spectrum when it came to the mood and the overall tone of the song. So, um, once I, I felt once we, once we changed the band name, it was, it was a lot easier to, uh, to write a song and just say, that's, that's the song. I don't have to keep it in this, this, um, very limited, uh, genre. I can actually kind of explore some other, influences and stuff like that so i think that's probably the biggest thing is that you know at this point it's like a good song it's a good song you can't say well you know that doesn't sound like what our our band sounds like or something like that you know yeah man i mean you've lifted a lot of those kind of restrictions and, and boundaries that you had maybe you know associated with the with the old name yeah and and, and when we did the first <clears throat> the first record um that we put out uh, as famous like you, it was, um, you know, it was, it was pop rock and it, and it had some of the elements that this one has. Uh, I, I would say that, you know, even with that one, there was, there was um, elements of like country and stuff while still, while still keeping with the, uh, the, the pop song format and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and then with this one, we kind of took a little piece of that and, and it was like, I kind of want to move towards, finding that that sound but this is kind of gonna it's gonna bridge the gap and it's gonna you know it's gonna be interesting and it's gonna be involved and there's gonna be a lot of different uh different sounds that maybe you know we hadn't used before and um you know we we, there's just there's so much more i think put into this album uh you know conceptually than the last one so i mean you know it definitely spent a lot more time you know recording the songs and making them sound much better than the last record as well. Yeah, no, I believe it, man. I, I dig it. What's next on deck for Famous Like You? What happens for you guys now? Well, um, right now we're just kind of, uh, uh, we have a, um, a manager we're about to be working with at this point, and um, we're probably looking at doing uh, a music video and just kind of, pushing it around and, and, you know, seeing where it can get us. Um, so, you know, it, it's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of, you know, work as we have been doing, but at the same time, you know, things are going to be um, guided by somebody that has connections and whatnot. And, you know, hopefully um, we'll be working towards 
you know, doing something on a, on a broader horizon, you know? Yeah, no, absolutely, man. I'm excited to see where it goes. And obviously, of course, keep me updated and, you know, we'll, we'll post about it. We'll make sure people know all about it. Yeah, that'd be great. Um, yeah, I mean, right now we're just kind of, we're just pushing the, pushing the album considering it just came out. I mean, it's still, it's still an, an infant, I guess you could say. Yeah. No, it is, man. It's it's brand new. You guys are at the very beginning of uh, of this cycle with it. So, you know, uh, I'm really glad we got to connect on it and talk about the record. And, you know, it's good to have you back on the podcast again. I know we've had you on a couple times before, but, uh, yeah, I mean, we really go way back. So always welcome on the show and always glad to talk to you, man. Yeah, well, thank you very much for having me, and I uh, hope you uh, enjoy the record. Absolutely, man. I'm, I'm digging it right now. I can't wait till it's nice outside so it'll sound even better being played in my car you know what i mean yeah so that sound isn't enclosed in the car and you can kind of let it out a little bit yeah absolutely man it's a it's a summer record it's meant to be listened to outside in the sunny weather i really feel like i would agree with that awesome man uh well davy carlson famous like you always good to chat with you man and uh you know best of luck with everything thank you very much this has been the Chicagoverse Unlimited Podcast. Thanks to Davey Carlson, a famous like you, for being on the show this week. You can find more Dynasty Podcasts at DynastyPodcast.com. For the Dynamic Dynasty, my name is Haima Black. Dynasty Descend.